Welcome back to another broadcast from the North Pole. Very excited about our episode this week. We are going to talk about all of Santa's helpers, including those little elves. And plus, we've got a very fun game for everyone at home to play. Not to mention a very, very special guest. Only here on the Santa Claus broadcast. Uh, yeah. Where is he? Uh, where is who? Where is our special guest? I thought you I thought you said Jesus was coming this week. Jesus did uh, accept my invitation, and he sent a correspondence email. He, like, confirmed uh, that been, he would be here? It was more of an auto-response, so I know that he'll be here on time. We'll see if he shows up. Yeah, well, he's got about 15 minutes, 15, yeah. 20, 15, 20 minutes, so I'm sure he'll come through. He'll be the first one to come through. I'm sure he'll show up at Santa just Claus. the right time. Yeah, and... <laughs> I gotta tell you, Candy Cane, I am a little worn out this time. Yeah, you're not the only one. I've just been getting ready for Christmas, and it's really starting to kick into high gear up here at the North Pole. Why are you in a bad mood? Look, man, let's just do the podcast, alright? Okay, well, I gotta tell you, Candy Cane, it might be rough right now, but I am really looking forward to the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. What? Yeah, it's a Catholic holiday. Yeah, is that before or after St. Nicholas Day? It's after. Uh, we have already celebrated St. Nicholas Day, and boy, was it a good one. Oh, shoot, I missed it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't respond to any of my telegrams, so I just assumed you weren't getting them. Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, been a little bit uh, preoccupied lately. Oh, what's uh, what's preoccupying you, Candy Cane? This is just like the worst year ever, alright? I just, I don't know what else to say other than that. Uh, hey, hey Candy. Hey, what? What? Candy. What? Could you, uh, could you lighten up a little bit for the podcast? Just, <laughs> just pull it together for half hour? Oh yeah, man, I'll just sit here and pretend like everything's fucking fine. That's great, yeah, no problem, no problem. I can do that. Great. Alright. Well, even though it's not really in my purview... I'm also excited about Hanukkah. It starts on December 10th this year. Are you uh, familiar with Hanukkah? Um, yeah, sure. I'm uh, I'm familiar with with Hanukkah. I feel I feel just as excited for Hanukkah as I do for Christmas. Well, that's great because I'm sure you're very excited for Christmas. Well, we got a lot coming up, but first, here's an ad from Reindeer Games. During the busy Christmas season, all that decorating, preparation, and running around looking for gifts can get a little overwhelming. You might not even notice that you're getting a little shoddy around the edges. Lucky for you, there's Reindeer Games! Reindeer Games is a complete grooming kit to keep you looking and feeling your merriest. Using the same stable care methods as the now defunct Dunder and Blixum Reindeer Farm, you'll feel fresh as the new fallen snow. For the low, low price of a cup of coffee every day of the month, you can own everything you require. Reindeer Games includes a curry comb, a body brush, a bristled finisher, a hoof pick, and antler ornament. Reindeer Games, you'll feel like you can carry Santa's sleigh. Reindeer Games is not responsible for any allergic reaction to reindeer fur. I'm dreaming of days past recall. 
Hey, Candy. Yeah. What exactly is going on with you right now? It's just been a really bad week, man. You know, I, uh, my car got towed because I got so many parking tickets on it. And now I can't do my delivery job. And so I'm not getting any money. And to top it all off, my fucking landlord gave me an eviction notice. And I've got 30 days to get out of my apartment. And you know what? I'm just really, really sick of this shit. I, I don't know what to do. I, I... I don't see any end in sight, and I'm sure I'm just going to end up having to move back home with my parents or something. Well now, that's no attitude to have during the Christmas season. Yeah, my landlord doesn't seem to care that it's the Christmas season, man. Well, the thing about the magic of Christmas is that it lies in your heart, and if you really believe in it, then it will emanate to others. Are you fucking kidding me? Alright, you know what? Fine. Yeah, sure. I'm sure if I just believe in some Christmas magic, then all my problems are going to go away. Yeah, sounds good. Well, there you go. All right, Candy, you know what? It's good to hear that uh, you can turn things around so quickly. Just really got to hold yourself. And you know what? I'm proud of you. Yeah, you just don't get it, man. All right, well, we're coming to the end of our break here, so. All right, and we're on in three, two, one. Well, I hope you enjoyed that music. It was public domain, and no one has the rights to sue us if they tried. Now a lot of people have been curious about the elves that live and work here at the North Pole. Especially people who have been sending emails regarding Candy Kane's various statements in previous episodes. Oh, is that right? Yes, in fact that's virtually all the email we get. So you're ready to talk about it? Well, let's let's go into the history lesson first here, okay. So let's learn a little bit about these jolly little creatures that we all call elves. Let's start at the beginning, okay? Are you ready? I want to hear the background behind this um, work situation up here at the North Pole. All right. I enjoy that can-do attitude. Now, after a few centuries of going it solo, I've always had help in my eternal quest to give Christmas gifts to all the children of the world. In the beginning, I traveled around with a little Yule goat. His name was Goatsy. Goatsy would carry all the gifts for me, and he was sturdy enough for old St. Nick to ride. I'll miss old Goatsy. Rest his little goat soul. So, uh, it was just you and a goat, huh? Yeah. The Yule Goat. Hmm. Goatsy. Now, by the 11th century, I came across a guy named Pere Fouettard, and I forced him to help me after I caught him trying to murder some rich kids. Hmm. That's kind of cool. Well... Oh, wait, wait, wait. He was trying to murder the rich kids, and you stopped him? Yes. He was trying to murder them oh, and steal Oh, for a second, I, I think I misunderstood you, but I um, thought that story was a lot cooler for a second there. All right, sorry. So oh. you uh, you stopped Robin Hood. Well, it was Pere Fouettard. He didn't last very long because, quite frankly, he was unpleasant to travel with. A real downer. 
Yeah, I bet he had some, uh, you guys, I bet you guys had some differences. Yeah, I mean, I always had to stop him from murdering children. Yikes, yeah. Yeah, so I said farewell to Pere Fautar. Now, a couple centuries later, I came across a fella named Hans von Trotha. He followed me around for a little bit. Interesting guy. He was once a knight, and he liked to follow me around. He carried my stuff for me, and he was always threatening naughty children with his rod, and I kind of liked that, you know. Keep him on the good list. Wow, that's pretty brutal. Yeah. Really gets Uh, me in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I liked old Hans von Trotha. He was a good friend. Great servant. But, you know, he felt like he had to be his own man. You went your separate ways. Let's see, and who's next? A little later, I had a guy named Farmhand Rupert follow me around. Necht Ruprecht, as he's called. Hmm, sounds like a, uh, sounds like a working man. He was. Uh, all he did was carry the gifts around for me. But you know what? He had this limp. It was a work-related accident. Uh, made him really inefficient at covering all the ground that I needed him to. So... Because of his disability, you let him retire, right? No, I just let him go. He was a little bit depressing. Not a very merry fella. Mm. Kind of glad for him to be gone. You know, that limp kind of... Every time I saw his leg. You see, the, the thing about farmhand Rupert was, uh, with him limping around on that bum leg all the time, I just couldn't deliver as many presents as I wanted to. Mm, I see. So he couldn't really keep up. Yeah, so I tried a little something different. After that, I tried mm-hmm. some traveling companions. I met up with uh, a guy named Krampus, who we discussed last time. Remember right, Krampus? Yeah, we all remember. Uh, we all remember Krampus. He's a fun old demon. Uh, but we haven't talked about Belschnickel. Hmm, who's that? Ugh, well, he sort of did the same thing as Krampus. He uh, would like to hit kids with his with a with a switch. Ooh, ouch! And he'd yell at them. Huh. But to, he was to he what was end? A, Why, what was the purpose? I think he just liked doing it. Hmm. All right. Yeah, a strange fella, you know. What's he doing these days? Well, we parted ways. I just felt like he wasn't good for my image. Huh? Yeah, sounds you know, a little it's, bit it's, harsh. It, I guess one thing when there's this terrifying demon scaring children, but when it's just this heavy set angry man with a big black beard, it's just a little strange. Yeah, kind of obscure. Yeah, I mean, we went, we we parted, and uh, last I heard, he's uh, wandering around the American Midwest, hitting children. Yeah, every now and then, I'll get I'll read a news report about Belschnickel. He's still out there. Yeah, he's he's very spry for a man of his size. Interesting. I didn't know about any of these people. Oh yeah. Um, a little bit later, I tried uh, I tried uh, going by sea, delivering presents by sea. Uh, not very efficient. Uh, had a helper named uh, Black Pete. Black Pete. But, is that like a yeah. is that like a like a pirate name? No, but uh, I think the less we say about Black Pete, the better. All right. Uh, when are we getting around to the elves? All right. Well, we can move on to those since uh, I know you're eager. And um, yeah, so I mentioned last time that I had to move my workshop from Spain. Yeah, I had to move all the way to the North Pole. Well, just so happened that on my way up there through. The frozen north of uh, Scandinavia. I uh, ran across a, a colony of Nisa. And hmm. those are some little farm elves. Nisa? Nisa. Yeah. Just tiny little farm elves. They little would farm help elves. around the farm. Okay. Do various tasks around the farm. And... So you you bought them or what happened? Well, I offered them room and board at my workshop if they agreed to make toys 
for huh. the gift giving. So like indentured yeah, see, servitude. I'm, I wouldn't go so far as to call it that. You see, I'm I'm not too crazy about the aspect of a job when it comes to uh, making toys. Yeah, I'm getting on in years, and I'm really more interested in the gift giving mm. and not the gift making. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So, so you didn't you didn't really want to be like toiling in a factory, is what you're saying? Exactly. I just wanted to be the guy who shows up on Christmas, gives gifts, and goes on my merry way. And uh, you said this tradition started when? This is about the oh, ooh, I'd say the mid nineteenth century. So has it been the same elves since then? It sure has. Yeah. They're they're getting it on in years too, right? Don't you think they're getting sick of working? Well, I haven't really discussed that with them. But, you know, they haven't made any complaints. Uh, there's a whole lot of them. So I think if one started complaining, they all would. Yeah, I mean, maybe it seems like you're not really communicating with them. Maybe they should have somebody, you know, representing them in terms of communication, to talk about these different labor issues with you. Like, um, like a like a head elf? No, not a head elf. Like a union. They can unionize, and then they can get better rights, and they can take more breaks. They can get paid vacation. They can get weekends. They can get time off in the summer, since it's not the gift-giving season. It just seems pretty reasonable after all these decades for them to uh, have the option to retire and get a pension and go to the hospital if they need to. If they have a, you know, work-related accident, they'll be covered. Well, here at the North Pole, work-related accidents are just a little sprinkle of Christmas magic and all fixed up. But I I don't think, um, yeah, I don't think they want any of that. I think they're happy just making gifts year-round. Uh, I don't think they want to take vacations in the summer. They've never mentioned that to me. I don't even know where they would get the money for union dues. Do, um, do the elves listen to this broadcast? They do. Uh, after every broadcast is, uh, is made, it goes, uh, goes out. Radio-free North Pole, that's what I say. So they're listening. They are. They are listening. Uh, I have it playing on loudspeakers all over the workshop. If you're listening to this, I implore you, stop working right now, put down your tools, and unionize. And the elves have lived and worked here ever since, with no complaints, no problems. They get porridge, beds, shelter, and enough work to keep them busy. And I like to remind them of that. And it's game time. Now remember, you listening at home can play along. For this game, I'm going to describe a Christmas tradition and you get to guess the country and or region that it's from. Let's get started. Number one, the celebration of candles for St. Lucia on December 13th, the beginning of the Little Yuletide. Um, that sounds like something from Italy. All right, well, Candy Cane is guessing Italy. What do you at home guess? And the answer is Sweden and throughout Scandinavia. Now, on the celebration of St. Lucia, the oldest daughter in a family dons a crown made of twigs set with lighted candles. That sounds really dangerous. It is. Yeah. And so she will wake up everyone early in the morning, and then the family prepares breakfast by candlelight. This is the start of their Christmas season. How many questions is this game going to be? Well, you don't want to be surprised? I got to get my car out of Hawk later, and I just... Just whatever. Keep well, going. since you asked, oh well, since you asked, there are five questions, right. and I I think we can make it through. Right. Five, can you make five, it through, Candy? Yeah, five is fine. 
Great. Number two, a full-on celebration of the poinsettia plant on December 12th. Now let's think about this one. What country does the poinsettia plant come from? Seems Spanish. Now, do you want to make a guess? I'm guessing Spain. All right, Candy, you're guessing Spain. Now, people at home, who knows what they're guessing? And the answer is Mexico. Ah, all right. But you got the language right. Yeah. Now, the poinsettia plant is indigenous to Mexico. And the celebration on Poinsettia Day honors the folk legend of a little girl who was too poor to give Jesus a birthday present on Christmas. So she gathered roadside weeds into a makeshift manger, which magically transformed into poinsettia plants because of the power of her love. Moving on to number three. Let's hear it. The baking and consumption of Christmas pudding on Christmas Eve. Pudding? Hmm. Seems, uh, seems British. And you know what, Candy Cane? That's correct. Nailed it. Have you ever had a Christmas pudding? Are you familiar with this? Um, no. Well, it's a thick spice cake made with dried fruit, and it's boiled. Wow, you're really selling it. You know, it's nice, thick, tastes good with a hot cup of coffee or tea. Santa Claus likes this tradition? Okay. Santa Claus likes Christmas pudding. I'll put that on record. Uh, it doesn't sound too good to me, but um, whatever. Next question. Well, don't knock it till you try it. Moving on to number four. Outdoor barbecues and beach parties to celebrate Christmas. Outdoor barbecues and beach parties to celebrate Christmas. That's um, right. Brazil? I don't know. The answer is Australia. Yeah, keep in mind that it's summer down under. And when I go down there, even Santa has to wear shorts. Let's wrap this up. Number five. The belief in little goblins called Kalakanzori that cause minor acts of mischief during the 12 days of Christmas. Say that name again? Kalakanzori. I don't know, man. Martian? Oh, whatever. What's the answer? Well, little known fact, but Santa cannot go to Mars. So the answer is Greece oh. and throughout Southeastern Europe. I gotta say, I don't care for them. What's, uh, what's wrong? They don't work hard enough? No, they don't work at all. Yeah, all they want to do is pop out of the earth once a year, stalk children in the streets, in the shadows. Uh, and so it causes children to be on their best behavior during the season, which is good because I get to give them presents because they make the nice list. But um, speaking, of the, uh, speaking of the nice list, um, where's Jesus? Jesus? Well, let's see. Well, I guess it is time for the game to end. Did you have fun? No. No, I did not have fun. Oh, well, that's a shame. I had fun. I always do during game time. Well, you know what, Candy? Hmm. It seems like Jesus Christ is not going to show. This is classic Jesus. <sighs> I guess Santa Claus's broadcast wasn't good enough for a second coming. It's too bad. I uh, kind of wanted to ask. Uh, kind of wanted to ask Jesus a few questions. What kind of questions did you want to ask Jesus? Well, to be honest, um, kind of wanted his opinion on this whole elf situation. I think. Uh, I think. Jesus would agree with me. Well, uh, could you explain what you mean by that? If Christmas is about the spirit of giving, then why don't you give your elves a better life, a better work experience? Why don't you let them have the things they need? I understand what you're saying, but it's been working so well for so long that why is there any need to, any need to change it? 
I mean, the world's changing really fast. Maybe, um, maybe that tradition is going to go go out the window, just like a lot of those other traditions you listed. I mean, what happened to a farmhand whatever? Well, I think he died. Okay, you get my point, though. Not every tradition lasts forever. Maybe this idea of the, of the elves working long hours to make toys for little kids, maybe that's, a, maybe that's a thing of the past. You're suggesting a new Christmas tradition? Look, man, I said it before. I just think the elves deserve better. I think... You keep saying that the elves are fine, but why don't you let them speak for themselves? Why don't you have an elf on here next week instead of some guest that's not going to show up? Why don't you have an elf on here and we can ask them? Do you like, you know, being an indentured servant? I don't think an elf would want to. And besides, they're really busy this time of year. Yeah, that's the point. Is that they don't even, you're not even giving them a break to come on here and speak for themselves. It's bullshit. I don't know about that. But in situations like this, Santa knows best. Alright, you know what, man? That's it. I'm out. I'm done. Let's go into an ad break. It's the holiday season, and you know what that means. Gatherings. Constant gatherings with family, friends, and even co-workers. And most of it is dry as a Christmas star. It can be tough attending these things when you'd rather be sitting alone at home making merry by yourself. Don't you wish there was a way you could secretly take a little nip and tolerate the situation just a little better? Well, now you can. Introducing the Merrymaker. This 1-1 scale replica of Santa Claus's signature stocking cap includes a little Christmas surprise. A secret storage area just big enough for a flask. Not only is the Merrymaker stylish and festive, it can make you merry in a pinch, and no one has to be the wiser. The Merrymaker is available wherever problematic holiday gifts are sold. It makes a great gift, but the best gift of all is the one you give yourself. And we're back. It's time for letters. Our first letter is from a little girl named Julia. She writes, Dear Mr. Santa, do you mind if I call you Mr. Santa or Mr. Claus? Oh, well, yes, Julia, you can call me that. My sister says you have red eyes and fangs and kill kids in their sleep. Anyway, I'll try to let you come into my room. I was wondering if you had a helper. Oh, and then at the bottom, Julia just uh, drew a couple pictures of rabbits, including a man with a rabbit head. Well, you know what, Julia? I don't have red eyes or fangs or kill kids in their sleep. And none of my helpers have, curiously enough, uh, been rabbits. Not even a man with a rabbit head. And Julia, you didn't really ask for anything, but I'll be sure to leave you something nice under the Christmas tree on Christmas morning. You have a very Merry Christmas, Julia. All right. Well, as you know, I always read one handwritten letter and one email, because Santa's a modern man, and he has an email address, SantaClausPod at gmail.com. That's santaclauspod at gmail.com. And even you can write a letter to Santa. Today's email comes from Jackantine. It reads, As far as we know, Santa Claus has the capabilities of international travel and possible covert operation capabilities. However, Santa Claus failed to assist in any way during the Iran hostage crisis of 1979, which is unacceptable seeing as the U.S. diplomats were hostages from November 4th, 1979 to January 20th, 
1981. I don't know about this, Jack and Dean. Could it be that Santa Claus is managed by the People's Mujahideen that utilizes his friendly image to increase positive images of their ideology while also taking money from the UN? Or that Santa Claus is US-run and was told by the CIA to not intervene in the hostage crisis? If it is the former, why so? Could the Iran hostage crisis be a hoax? Used to crack down on Iran for bringing down the Palauf monarchy that was ruling Iran? Made possible by a coup from the U.S. and U.K.? Signed, Jack and Team. Well, I don't know about any of that, but all that I can say is Santa's main area of influence is Christmas, and I do not step beyond that. Uh, also, Santa Claus is self-owned and self-maintained. I am not a intelligence operation. I am not a hoax. I'm real. I'm Santa Claus. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up our third episode. Now, there's only two more shows left, and then we all get to celebrate Christmas Day. And right now, that's uh, all I'm looking forward to. Uh, kind of wish Candy would come back. I think she would have something to say. I guess I'll sign off now. And remember, you can always drop Santa an email at santaclauspod at gmail.com. This is Santa Claus saying, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Uh, did I miss anything? Are still 